1: Well, you guys are in for a very special treat because it is now time for an emergency PGP. This has only happened one other time, and that was because we had, you like that big boy, Caroline from the sales department, who ordered the chicken pesto sandwich that Mraz was smitten by. We had to react after a Friday show or a Thursday show that I was out on a Friday, something like that. So, oh, that's what it was because I was going on the road to Athens, Georgia for my college football annual road trip. That was only a couple of weeks ago, the first time ever we had released two PGPs of the same week. We're doing it again just weeks later because we're coming to perhaps a painful end of the Battle of the Bulge, and today was a crazy day. No room to really air it out with the Battle of the Bulge, no pun intended, and so we need some extra Extra coverage here. Remember, you can subscribe to the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, by going to iTunes. Just search Permission Granted. Also, the PGP always uh, appears on the DA Show iTunes feed as well. And it's on the website, daoncbs.com. So Superstorm Robbie, a.k.a. Huge Freeze, a.k.a. He He Who Shall Not Be Named, joins me for the emergency PGP. Robbie, how are you? traffic
0: and through all the guests and all the clutter and we are here and uh ready to
1: roll today was a chaotic day because we had five guests back to back to back to back to back you were originally slated for the ten twenty segment eastern time shep messing mls soccer analyst former soccer star played with pele was at ten forty. top of the 11 was uh our preview of the deontay wilder and tyson fury fight with brendan schaub from fighter and the kid Showtime sports as well, and then at 11.20, we had Mike Bray, Notre Dame basketball, 11.40, Eastern, Kyle Branch of NFL Network. So if you did not hit the 10.20 segment, we were going to be screwed. There was no other way to shoehorn you in. What was happening is I saw behind the scenes you're calling Mraz and texting and what's going on there. So
0: the first thing that happened was it was about 9.45 or so, and I looked at my maps and I said, okay, I'm going to get there. The map says 1028. So I said, this is going to be really difficult because, as you know, in front of 345 Hudson Street, there are very, very limited parking spots on weekdays because this is a very, very busy area.
1: You're already scheduled to be late by the GPS. And then, of course, parking in front of the building is a, is a massacre. Correct. So what happened
0: was going into the Midtown Tunnel, which connects the borough of Queens to the borough of Manhattan, I snuck in the truck lane and ended up going with my flashers on. I saved about. Wow. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I, um, Is yeah, that an Uber trick? No. Well, I mean, you know, it's not in the manual, but, you know, you can do things like that. You know, so you've, So I put the flashers on and uh, rode behind this huge bus with some uh, Chinese letters on the back, probably heading. Uh, the Falwa yeah, bus. Yeah, exactly. The Falwa bus. Yeah, exactly. So uh, headed behind them and then cut in right before the tunnel. As you know, as as a jerk driver would do, which I needed to be today because I wanted to be on time. I wanted to keep my perfect streak alive, and uh, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't to be. So I ended up calling the um, the uh, the control room, and I thought I was going to get Moraz. Who did I get? I get Bilotti. Hey, no, it's okay, and he seemed like he was in like a fluster. So I thought I was getting Moraz. So he's like, "All right, I'll tell Sean." And I was like, okay, so I'm going to be late. Spoke to Mraz. He calls me back, tells me Shep Messing may be, you know, late. And he says, it's going to be like a rat race. You know, who gets here first? Who are we going to put on? It's like, let's make a deal. What's behind door number one, door number two, or door number three? And you're, you know, D.A. Monty Hall. Yes. <laughs>
1: so Mont um, D.A. Hall.
0: Yes, D.A. Hall. Correct. So, and not D'Angelo Hall. That's but, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I ended up calling him. We 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 texted back and forth. I texted him a picture of the traffic that I was in. It was a disaster, and I ended up arriving. And Shep was uh, preceded me.
1: So so Shep Messing is able to come in a little earlier. Happens to be here at ten fifteen, so we can slide Shep into the ten twenty segment, allowing Robbie some time breathing room to come into the ten forty segment. So ended up things ended up working out. But still, we didn't have the full breadth of the segment to really delve into some of your picks and some of the singing. It felt a little crammed and squished. That's why we have the emergency PGP today.
0: Yeah, it did. I mean, there were some things that I heard this week, some callers that called in. I mean, some things that were said behind the scenes. I mean, I kind of wanted to get it out there and you know, kind of talk about it. All I mean, right, so uh, what would you hear? Know, there's a couple of things. I mean... There was a caller from Arizona that called and talked about my, you know, piercing eyes. I mean, I had a song ready for that. These eyes cry every night for you. You know, something like that. These arms long to hold you again. The hurting's on me, yeah. And I will never be free, no, no, no. You gave a promise to me, yeah. You broke it. And I obviously broke it with uh, not showing up on time. So
1: one of the callers from Arizona mentioned that your songs have been stuck in his head and that your smile and your eyes, he said, I don't know if Robbie wears eyeliner, but I I see myself staring into his eyes. It's
0: amazing. You're not the first person that said that. I didn't say that,
1: but the the caller did. Well, yeah, well, that's
0: what I mean. He's not the first person that said that. I mean, people for some reason are infatuated with my eyes and eyebrows. Like I don't do anything to them they're just naturally beautiful what can i say
1: <laughs> so this has been a really interesting arc for you because you went from being i think disliked and an enemy of the people because <laughs> they felt moraz was being threatened mm-hmm. to recently i think there's been a bit of a a re a reorganization of your narrative and that i think you become very likable people like you and I and I can tell because while some people still don't want you around, I get a lot more. Well, We can still play the drops, right? We can still ah. have. We can still. Robbie's not gone forever. We can play the drops. And Moraz has decided if you do lose and you're banished for quote unquote life, we can play the drops. Okay, so, so I will live on forever. At least in that way, you will. There will be no new content. <laughs> But at least there's a softening of that. So it's a little bit like John Elway winning two Super Bowls at the end of his career, went from loser in the big game to finally a champion. I think that might be happening with you. I
0: kind of liked your uh, analogy the other day. Uh, when you compared me to Khalil Mack, when I all of a sudden popped in on the Boomer and Geo show, which is on CBS Sports Network and WFAN here in New York, when they called me in, when I heard the Viking horn in the. A little backstory behind that. I had heard the Viking horn, the. Mm-hmm. I had heard that in the newsroom. They called me in to talk about Boomer taking Geo and I to the Vikings Patriots game this upcoming weekend in New England, and we both declined, and he threw me out, and that was basically the end of it.
1: So let's pause there because. They didn't call you in. You had crept into the control That's room. That's true. Well, right? no, you... not into the control room. Now, wait. I heard the horn. Not the not
0: the studio, but you were in the control room. No, I wasn't even in the control room. I was behind the control room looking into the little crevice of glass <laughs> and I peeked in just so Giannotti could see me. Ju- I didn't hear them mention me on the radio. I swear I did not. No, he I heard didn't the Viking horn. You.
1: Oh, he didn't. He didn't. No, he just saw you, and he's like, oh, let me get this big galoot in here.
0: Okay, and then he called me Baby Carlin, which is a reference to Chris Carlin, who's on our station yeah. here in New York. So, um, yes, but yes, I peeked my head in because I heard the horn. It was like, you know, it was like they were coming home. It
1: was, it was, you know, it was like a coming home sound. And to be fair, Boomer didn't necessarily invite you to that game. No, he didn't. It wasn't a hard invite. No. They were, he was trying to see if you might, you know, what you thought about the Giannotti invitation. Yes,
0: correct. Although I could have maybe invited myself like a bad guest. I don't know. Who knows? But no, You
1: would have taken him up on that.
0: uh, Probably, yeah. I mean, if he would have said, hey, do you want to come with Giannotti and me and we'll go to New England and see Vikings Patriots this week? Yes, I would have went. But um, I was trying to defend my friend, Greg, who's a friend of mine in and out of work. I was trying to defend him because he doesn't want to go. He's a Casual Vikings fan now. I am a sick Vikings fan. So, like, you know, I'd hang on the, you know, propeller to go to New England on the helicopter. But he chose not to go. And for me and Boomer to go, I think that would be a little awkward.
1: Now, what makes you think he's a casual Vikings fan? I thought he was hes pretty hardcore. So, he he kind
0: of is. But um, he doesn't, you know, he's seen everything as a Vikings fan, as have I. Except for a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl, Super Bowl, star, Super Bowl appearance, let alone <laughs> right, championship. Yeah. I was close in 98, Gary Anderson. I was close in 09. Right. Far if that was the, really that was the killer. Last year was, you know, they go into Philly, I was there. That's what really launched my, you know, start here where you didn't you thought I was a liar and a phony for, you know, telling you that I was taking players <laughs> wives home. And everybody out there who thought that I was a liar and a phony when PA was on the show that
1: day, that was my proudest moment. Paul Allen voice of the Vikings when when we say taking vi- taking players wives home. Not in, an in, <laughs> not in an intimate way. No, no, no. No, you, you were employed <laughs> oh <God>. to drive, <laughs> taking a couple of players' wives to the game and back so that they had their own transportation. Didn't right, have yeah, to. the
0: Eagles did a good enough job of putting that game to bed. I just needed yeah. to take them home. Yeah, you just back to the hotel. Drove them back to the hotel <laughs> as kind of an, an
1: Uber, a de facto Uber yes,
0: driver. Yes, and, and I am a large figure, so I protected them. Security, they used to call me the Eclipse in college, so there you go. You you protected these women? Yeah, absolutely. I shielded them from the Eagle fans out there, like your guy Kenny Brock and that ravenous
1: crowd. Okay, so wait a second. Back to Giannotti. Why don't you think he's as invested as you are? Okay, so
0: he was working here as a producer for one of the shows on WFA, and then went out to Pittsburgh to host out there, uh, the morning show. So when he went out there to host the morning show, he kind of told me that, you know, I'm going to leave it behind all the, you know, the emotional investment. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I will say this. Last year when they had the Minneapolis miracle, Stephon Diggs, the touchdown at the buzzer to beat the Saints, he was the second person I call. Because he's been beaten down like I have. Mm. Like We're both Mets fans too, but we get to share in that with everybody else that we grew up with here in New York. The Vikings to us, it's like when Randy Moss came in the league, he was ours. It's like, I compare it to a racehorse in the Kentucky Derby. If you had a horse in the Derby, you would root for your horse and your horse only, right? You'd love, you know, cultivating him and rooting for him and seeing how, you know, that's what we had with Moss, and he was a special figure, as you know, and 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 it was off, it was it was crazy from there. So and
1: Gio, of course, went to Pittsburgh, ninety three seven. The fan had an right. unbelievable career there in ascent, and he came back to CBS Sports Radio to host the mornings with Brian Jones for a right. couple of years, um, and did a great job there. And then they slid him over to WFAN. When Carton was released and so he kind of has now been with Boomer and they do such a good job there.
0: Tremendous job.
1: We play Gio's impersonations of me all the time and uh no, they just have a great show and Gio's so so good at what he does, but I'm surprised that you I didn't know that he wasn't well, I don't I guess I don't know personally whether he's invested as much as you are right. or not. That's your read on it. Right. But how you became a Vikings fan because you have roots in Minnesota. How did he become a New York area Vikings fan? You
0: know, I don't exactly know. Because um, that's
1: like the 80s. Roots,
0: he may have been. Well, we're, yeah, we're around the same age. We're early yeah. our early. But mid- that was 30s. before
1: Randy Moss, so I don't know yeah. what would have caught you in the 80s. Darren Nelson, you know. Yeah,
0: no, no. I mean,
1: NFC <laughs> Championship game in 87. I mean,
0: the honestly, the earliest Little mem- Anthony Carter. A little Anthony Carter. Yeah, Wade Wilson, sure. Um, But, um, no, the earliest memory, actually, I have is of them losing a playoff game with Dennis Green in the early 90s to Steve Walsh and the Chicago Bears. That's like the earliest memory. Rich Gannon, Warren Moon, Sean Salisbury, they recycled through a lot of quarterbacks. Then they drafted Brad Johnson. Then obviously Randall Cunningham came in for the injured Brad Johnson in 98, and then they went 15-1 from there.
1: So what do you think about the final five weeks here? You've given us your picks here. Mm -hmm. If you're five and a half games back. Right. Personally, I think we might have put the car before the horse in lifetime banishment for you. I (laughs) feel like that's a little harsh. It's very harsh, actually. But what do you think about having now this kind of success and this popularity and notoriety and knowing that it could come to an end in four weeks.
0: I can't give you coach speak here and tell you we're going to take it one game at a time. We're going to try and shave off one game a week. It's it's pretty bad right now. And, uh, you know, the walls are caving in. You know, they're closing in way below 500. You know, Mraz is, thank God, the uh, you know, the Vikings covered last week or else he would have went 3-0. and But maybe, just maybe, the Vikings beating the Packers – And the Gophers beating Wisconsin for the first time since 2003. Maybe that turned the tide in this football season. I don't know. We'll only see. I mean, we have five more weeks to go. Um, This week I chose three college games. Next week, however... I will be choosing the Army-Navy game and two NFL games, so that'll be a nice wrinkle to throw in there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But what
1: I'm talking about is emotionally. I mean, this has been your apex (sighs) here at CBS and WFAN,
0: and what's going to happen? It's tough. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm on Boomer and Geo for a couple of minutes. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll appear on the overnights at one of these places. You don't know where you're going to hear me, but... According to the rules, it's not going to be on the DA show. I'm very, very disappointed. I mean, it's it's all me. I have nobody to blame but myself and maybe some of the terrible football teams and picks that I've made, but I promise you my last appearance on the show will include a song that I've been saving, and I promise you it will be the best one. But I hope I don't have to sing it because I hope I do get to do PTI with Sean, and I will say this. It's only five and a half games. There are 15 games to go. So it's not mathematically done. As you referenced last week, the 69 Miracle Mets. How about the Phillies in 2007? Right. Coming back against the Mets. I think seven down with 17 to play. Seven
1: and a half down, I think, with 17 to play. Seven and a half down. so.
0: Yes, Yeah. And we're, we're, we were both Mets fans
1: at the yeah. time. So, um, yeah, it's tough, but it's not it's undoable. N- no, it's not. It's not impossible because you can make up three games every week right exactly I just need to go two and one or three and zero, oh. and if I can do that I'll let
0: him come back to the pack because right. as we know he's going to get greedy he's going to start picking big favorites they're not going to cover Vegas is going to make money and hopefully I'll come out on top
1: and late season NFL games teams that might be out of it injuries fatigue coaches that could get fired it could nip him
0: and what's going to be great is week seven. I actually get to bat last because if you The Sunday games, week 17, I believe the national uh, championship game is the following week. So uh, I'll be picking that as well. So I'll get to go last. So hopefully it'll matter. I mean, who knows? It may not even matter. I could pick, you know, it doesn't matter.
1: But um, we'll see. Hopefully it does. You starting to feel a little buzz around this newsroom about your appearances?
0: I love the Waller stuff yesterday. He actually, um, we emailed back and forth about something unrelated yesterday. And he had mentioned that... um, You know, I was doing a good job and keep up the good work and stuff. So that was really nice from Joey. He discovered me in the Atlantic League, and you're, you know, calling me up
1: to... Giving uh, me at-bats.
0: Yeah, you're giving me at-bats. You had said on the PGP, I lack consistent at-bats. Now you're giving me at-bats, and look what I'm doing with it.
1: I think you're doing really good
0: stuff. Yeah, I hope that, uh, you know, people are catching on. I've spoken to... You know, some of the bosses here, and they like what they hear. They do?
1: Yes, they do. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, they do, unlike some of the listeners out there. So maybe you guys can catch on, because the bosses are here for a reason. You're there for a reason. I'm sorry, that (laughs) was mean. So now you're taunting the am sorry, Taunting
1: Taunting
0: everybody. It's like in the salsa video.
1: (laughs) Well, I think there's some good buzz building for you. I hope so,
0: man. I do. I hope so. And I just... In a losing... Cause yeah. can I can I win the con Smythe? That's the <laughs> question. <laughs> can I beat J. S. Shaguer in two thousand three? <laughs>
1: and <win the> cons. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Jerry West won the NBA finals MVP as the loser. Yes, I, I believe one of those yes. early 70s teams of the Lakers. That's what yes. you're looking for here.
0: And I believe Jaguar won the uh, the uh,
1: Stanley Beza. Cup finals.
0: MV- no, Stanley Cup uh, finals MVP, the Conn Smythe in 03 on the losing team when the Devils beat him. Gotcha. So he was the losing goaltender French also. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait till I sing Oh, Canada in French. That'll be fun one Ooh, day. that'll be very yeah, fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll save that for, um, you know, for Canadian Thanksgiving
1: or something. <laughs> Are, I think that was in October. Or oh, Bastille Day. Are you going to end up trying out for the opening on the Amy Lawrence After Hours show? Uh, I've been in there a couple of shows. So um, let's just say
0: to, um, to keep it short, I'm in the mix. And, um, you know, we'll see if I get in there with Amy and... Um,
1: you know, we'll see where it goes. Because her board op position is open. What Bilotti does on the Wheels of Steel, that's open for her show, right? Correct. That would
0: be from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern for the Amy Lawrence show, uh, 11 to 2 on the West Coast. And then Pete would come in. At 6 a.m. and relieve me for the Taz and Moose show and then, obviously, your show from 9 to noon here in the East.
1: Tough hours. We did overnights for two years. But for you, you'd like that because consistent work, being with a show Monday through Friday full-time.
0: Absolutely. Get weekends off. That would be the first and foremost. Full-time. Get weekends off. Be in the overnights. Not be distracted. Who's going to text me at 4 in the morning? You know what I mean? So get in there. Have a, you know, do Do a good job improve the work ethic, which for some reason is called under question every time you bring my name up on the air. But again, that's a crutch. In radio, we call it a crutch.
1: <laughs> yeah, but everybody,
0: that's why people don't like you, right I don't understand. It goes back to one time when I left on St. Patrick's Day when I was Ubering and I was part-time here, okay, and trying to scrounge up money so I can go to Chick-fil-A, okay, and get my nuggets. Okay, you've all been there, please. And I'm there and, you know, I had to leave early because I wanted to get out of here to get that extra hour on the road. I was gonna make fifteen dollars here. I was gonna make triple that driving some drunk people home on Long Island. And the guy who's my my uh I'm not even gonna call him my boss. He's like he's one of the producers here who's quote unquote in charge of me, you know, ended up running to the bosses and um you know, and then it just spread like wildfire. After, or maybe he didn't run to the bosses. Maybe he just told people here because, as we know, it's like 13th grade here, as Joey Wallace <laughs> told you, with the clicks and stuff. And I wasn't excluded, and now I am. It's like a, you know, it's like an after-school movie in like 1993. It really is my my rise to, you know, it's going to be a documentary one day. I swear. I just hope it's not on Lifetime. <laughs> as an unsolved mystery. <laughs> <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> but
1: you can't honestly say that because that's not the only time. No, it's not. I'm that you've bailed at a shift or left somebody else to to pick up your work. I, that's what everybody keeps telling me. Which I, is ridiculous. Cause cause I've I don't come kn- to the table with evidence. You can't just make blanket statements. I want evidence.
0: <laughs> this is not a court of law, but I want evidence. I want evidence. For the first time in my life, I want Evidence. This, I wasn't even this mad sitting in the car in traffic. Now you've got me all riled up.
1: I'm just saying, I don't know because you haven't... Of course, we ha- I haven't worked on your show, yeah. which is
0: what you said.
1: Yeah, so I don't know that, but every everybody I ask is like, "Now nah, you can't trust Robbie with this, you can't trust... He's going to leave the work for you to do. You ask
0: any of these update guys out here, okay, how many cuts go in with some of these other part-time jamokes, okay? <laughs> I sit there and... Grind them out like Lucy with the chocolates and I love Lucy. Just boop, 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 boop. Just take one by one. I throw them in there. Okay? Bob You slur, any of these update guys, they'll tell you.
1: You sent me a They get- may not enjoy my company, but they'll enjoy my cuts. <laughs> well, I did say that to Waller. I said you might rub people the wrong way because you have very hot sports opinions. And you can you can beat people over the head with your sports opinions. That doesn't bother me. Right. But I think that might be something where people go running because they don't want you to kill them with gopher's takes.
0: Uh, I guess not. I mean, i it's, again, blown completely out of proportion. <laughs> That's why I got to come on these PGPs. I got to dispel myths. Clear dispel your name. Dispel myths, yes. Huge freeds dispel myths coming to the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a GIF. Oh, and it's of you in high school? No, that's of me in college. College, yes. So back in 2003. As a, gopher. as a gopher. yes. The University of Minnesota won the National NCAA Hockey Championship. Okay. Okay, they beat the University of Maine. They ended up, uh, they were down by a goal with 30 seconds to go, ended up scoring, and then winning in overtime. Now the games, as you know, they're in big arenas. They're in, you know, at the Garden or Philly or, or whatever. This Frozen Four happened to be in Minneapolis, so it was special. The whole crowd was obviously Minnesota, not Maine, so it was crazy. And We were on campus, we reacted, we rioted, and that was outside of a McDonald's that I frequented, you know, every other day. And, and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the the police were out with some riot gear and pepper spray, and uh, that was my roommate that was getting the crap beat out of him outside of the McDonald's. Um, because he had thrown rocks at the cops. So at the beginning of the GIF, it's me being interviewed by KSCP, the ABC affiliate in, an, in uh, Minneapolis, being interviewed. There's a, it's actually off of a YouTube video. So it's on a YouTube video. It's on a news report that I just captured the part of the YouTube video and used the GIF maker and made it so that, and then I put the wasted thing on the top because my roommate was had drank an entire fifth of, G, of Jim Beam.
1: Is that audio soundbite, of that newsreel still on YouTube? Oh, yeah. It's just me saying, it's unbelievable. Okay, I kind of need to see oh, that. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. I'll show it to you for sure.
1: Okay. Well, I hope that there's more than just four weeks left in the huge freeze era. Whew. Three
0: games this week, and after this, we only have a month to go, 12 to go. So, this I, is, don't, I mean, this is this is crunch time, obviously. It's not out of reach, like I said, but it's getting late early.
1: This is like the ice age. The freeze, yeah. the freeze era. This is it. The, the freeze, freeze.
0: Not the freeze wave, as that caller said before. I heard that also. I'm sorry, okay? It wasn't a freeze. I get it. The freeze, the wave, the water, it freezes. I get it. I don't need to go back to earth science to realize what water does. Okay? <laughs> Thanks. Okay.
1: All right. Well, that is your extended Battle of the Bulge huge freeze appearance, uh, and uh, congratulations for making an emergency PGP appearance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll, um I'm honored to be here and uh, look forward to, well, I don't know if it's going to be future appearances, so you may hear my drops only from now on. Who knows? This may be the last PGP uh, appearance for me. You never know. You never know where I may wind up next.
1: It should be noted that if you do get voted off because you lose these bets, we will have a farewell ceremony, so a retirement jersey ceremony for
0: you. Right, yeah. The first week in January, yes. After I lose, we'll have the... um, yeah, we'll have we'll have a eulogy and and everything else yes. for sure.
1: We'll show a video montage. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll sing that song that we'll I had have, written. We'll have a black patch on our
1: jerseys that say Freeze <laughs> on it.
0: Mirage can be a pallbearer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is your emergency PGP. Until next time, everybody. The Permission Granted Podcast disconnects.